0: What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hit. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having a great week so far, and that you're ready to talk more pro wrestling. Because that's what I'm here for Shout out to everybody who joins us by way of social media Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter At The Faction Show We absolutely appreciate you Also a big, big shout out To everybody who's joined us here on this podcast If you are subscribed Thank you so much And if it's your first time, welcome aboard we are honored and privileged to have you with us do us a favor if you will if you're not already subscribed click the subscribe button go ahead and rate us and leave us a comment as well on your preferred podcast platform it allows us to get in front of more eyes and ears and if you like what we're doing Share us with your friends and your followers on social media and anyone else who loves the world of pro wrestling. Now then, it's time to hop into all that's happening in the world of pro wrestling. We'll kick things off with a look at Monday Night Raw as it was the season premiere of Monday Night Raw this past Monday. It brought in 1.777 million viewers, which is actually down From last week by about 80,000 viewers Now it was up against uh, Monday Night Football With the Cardinals versus the Cowboys on ESPN Interestingly enough this time last year They drew 2.342 million viewers And the year before they drew 2.548 million viewers Now here's what's interesting We don't get into the hourly breakdown a whole lot But usually what happens in these scenarios Is hour one is bigger than hours two and three this time around hour two was the biggest hour pulling in around 1.835 million viewers but that 10 o'clock hour did not hold on so a couple of big things coming out of monday night raw of course all the new draft picks found their way on monday night raw i personally am super vested in what's going on with Alexa bliss and the fiend and they started out Monday night raw with that said I am very nervous About the idea of overexposure of the fiend that entrance is special And he should not be utilized on WWE television in that way every week. Give us the Firefly Funhouse. Give us him showing up randomly. But don't have that entrance paraded in front of us so often that it becomes common. Now, this Alexa Bliss situation, I think, has absolutely reinvigorated her career, if we're honest. We hadn't been paying much attention to Alexa Bliss lately. Uh, Even when she came back with Nikki Cross, it was eh, marginal at best, but this right here, is something special a darker side of alexa bliss connected to the fiend of course now she's part of the firefly funhouse we've got a whole amazing situation happening with them and i can't wait to see where that goes speaking of the fiend things got very interesting as we saw the first real potential battle between the fiend and retribution We also saw a major match for Retribution against The Hurt Business. So let's kind of put this into perspective. Opening match of the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, The Hurt Business defeats Retribution clean. Then the fiend shows up and single handedly does what nobody else in WWE has been able to do beats up and trashes retribution. So, the question going around the social verse right now in the world of pro wrestling is what does this mean for retribution? Not just was there a pinfall loss, but like total devastation by one man. I will say this, I don't think it looks good for retribution. Think about the way in which retribution came into WWE. They were just creating chaos and anarchy, beating up everybody. Cameramen, referees, uh assaulting wrestlers, like it was just crazy what they were doing. Now they get signed, they get into a match, and they lose. And then they get beat up Not by four guys, not by five guys, not by the entire WWE roster, but by one man. Now, granted, The Fiend isn't a man, so to speak, but it's still one entity. And so we've got to ask ourselves, what does this mean for retribution? Not what does it mean for The Fiend? Because The Fiend is solid, like nobody's defeating him. And whether he has a title or not, he's secure, does this mean also that now The Fiend is a face? Also, you've got to ask yourself, last week, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss attacked Andrade and Zelina Vega. No mention of that this week. So again, it's a continuity issue with WWE. I don't know what it means, but it's going to be very interesting. Of course, we're getting ready to go into... Uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this weekend which should be interesting one of the headliners of course is Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre and I'll be the first to say I hope that this is the last match between these two Uh, I don't know what else they can do against each other Uh, I really felt like perhaps the ambulance match at Clash of Champions should have been the last thing we saw with them Um, it's a bit much Uh, there's not much more you can do. There's not that much intrigue in this. So I don't know, but somebody apparently believes that there is. And I'll just go on and say this thing is probably not gonna end until Randy Orton becomes WWE champion. So my prediction, early prediction for Hell in a Cell, Randy Orton wins a WWE title at Hell in a Cell. All right, with that said, uh speaking of titles and title changes, I've got to give up Big shout out to Elijah Burke, AKA the Pope. Now, if you've been paying attention to our Southern Honor Podcast. You'll know he was our guest on there. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit here on the faction, but he showed up as a backstage guest uh, for our return show at Southern Honor, the Rumble Jack show. Had an opportunity to meet him. We had a fantastic exchange. Um, you know, we have conversed ever since, and uh, he's a great guy. Of course, you guys are familiar with his work from WWE, Impact Wrestling, and all across the wrestling world in the NWA lately. And uh, last night he became the NWA television champion, defeating Zicky Dice uh, on the United Wrestling Network broadcast that airs on pay-per-view on Fight TV every week. So congratulations to him. It's a big deal. The NWA Television Championship is steeped with amazing history, and I'm really, really glad that he is holding that title. I'm excited for a great title reign for him, and uh, I definitely hope that we're all able to tune in and watch all of the cool things that he's going to do as the NWA Television Champion. So shout out to the Pope, Elijah Burke amazing work absolutely done let me head back to wwe very quickly because this is an interesting piece of news so as we know wwe uh along with aew were the only organizations to continue wrestling all the way through the pandemic did not take a week off but wwe unlike aew has been riddled and i do mean riddled not to be confused with that riddle with COVID cases, uh, there's been all sorts of accusations that they have not done a good job in terms of protecting their superstars, protecting their employees, protecting their trainees. We had a COVID outbreak uh, amongst NXT and WWE just a couple of weeks ago. Well, now they're all back live. Of course, you've got the Thunderdome for WWE's Raw and SmackDown. you got the Capitol Wrestling Center for NXT. They're all live and we get that. But there's something interesting that's going down that you need to be aware of. And that is in Orange County, Florida, the Orange County Department of Health is asking their strike team to look into a list of 17 businesses in town where COVID-19 might be spreading. And yeah, do the math. Get ready. Because among the businesses that are being investigated... WWE Full Sail, the WWE Performance Center, and the WWE Amway Arena, which plays host to... The Thunderdome. So this all gets very interesting because remember, it was back end of March, top of April, that WWE was declared essential business by the state of Florida. Well, I don't think anybody anticipated that the essential business could be a hotbed for COVID 19. So, what actually happens if uh, this investigation proves them being guilty? Well, you've got to wonder if the folks in Orange County, Will shut them down. And what that does, of course, to uh, their programming, et cetera, et cetera. WWE has issued a statement And they said "Quote: WWE is not open to the public But rather operating on a closed set With only essential personnel in attendance As part of an ongoing weekly testing protocols Aventus Labs has administered More than 10,000 PCR tests To WWE performers, employees Production staff and crew Resulting in only 1.5% positive cases As compared to the national average Of more than 5% Additionally, extensive contact tracing takes place and impacted individuals are placed in a 14-day quarantine and then only cleared after they test negative so it's going to be interesting to see if this investigation finds out the same kind of data that WWE just mentioned in their statement or something else but this is very interesting and we've got to be watching out for this to see what happens in WWE as a result of of this testing all right before we go we want to dig into something really really interesting and we'll be spending probably the next couple of episodes digging into this as you'll remember a couple of weeks ago pro wrestling illustrated uh issued their pwi 500 a look at the top 500 wrestlers in the business around the world across all organizations uh, for a one year time period and topping the list this year is aew world champion john moxley well whether you know it or not they do a similar list for women it is the 2020 pwi women's 100. And so this list uh, is very significant to say the least. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that happen here. Now this list, the evaluation period, uh, takes place from October the 1st, 2019 through September the 30th, 2020. And uh, there has been given special consideration To the momentum that athletes had prior to COVID-19 This ranking is based on a few things It's based on championships won Quality of opposition Technical proficiency Win-loss records Overall activity And their momentum Or a promotional push So it's pretty exciting to see this I want to go through uh, the top 10 list and then we'll get into the top 20 well actually we might know all of them now top 20 uh what this looks like so at number 20 it is nikki cross number 19 is kylie ray Number eighteen is Kaylee Ray. Now, Kylie Ray is an independent worker who's currently an impact. Kaylee Ray is the current NXT UK champion. Taya Valkyrie comes in at number seventeen. Number sixteen is Nyla Rose, uh, who was number eighty-six last year. It's pretty interesting. Number fifteen, it's Kimberly. At number 14, it's the NWA Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. Number 13, it's Shayna Baszler, who was number four last year. Up to number 12 this year, it's Jordan Grace, who uh, also has held Impact Gold. I think she's the current Impact Knockouts Champion. And at number 11, it's Rhea Ripley. And so I think what I'm going to do is leave the top 10 perhaps for the next time we get together. But it's a very, very interesting list. Now, I don't want to spoil it, or maybe I should at least spoil and give you the, the number one wrestler, and then we can talk about the rest of it at another point. But the number one women's wrestler in all of pro wrestling, according to the PWI Women's 100, is Bailey. We'll get into the other stuff a little bit later. But with that said, I want to get your thoughts on what I've shared in terms of these uh, the list 11 through 20 on the PWI Women's 100. I am glad they are doing this list. Women are also included in the PWI 500 list as well, which I'm really excited about. So congratulations to all the women involved and a great list. We'll get into more of that the next time we get together. But yeah, let's get your thoughts on the PWI Women's 100, the PWI 500. 500 and uh, everything else we've talked about here today. You can reach out to us by way of social media Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Also, remember to subscribe to this podcast as well. And uh, stay connected to us on social media. You just never know what we're going to have, but we've got tons of great content, of course, uh, that you'll be able to access there. Until next time, it's me and GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day.